Zariah and share it with the world. The video was released on September 29th. The Sariah National Scenic Area is the last of the 13 National Scenic Areas to be established in Taiwan. It is also the only one named after an indigenous tribe. Though the tribe has not been officially recognized yet, it was made into a national administrative area in 2005 for the richness of its culture, ecology, and agriculture. Sariah has seven beautiful reservoirs, the highest number of any national scenic area in Taiwan. This includes Hu Pi Reservoir, which is the reservoir with the longest history in Taiwan, and Taiwan's largest reservoir, the Zhenwen Reservoir. Besides the breathtaking landscape, Saraya is also famous for its annual festivals such as the Taiwan Cycling Festival. People can also go there to enjoy muddy hot springs and delicious local produce such as mangoes, longans, and lotus seeds. What's this all about? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? It's Curious John. What is he curious about today? Mooncakes, mooncakes, mooncakes. When the weather starts to cool and the autumn moon rises, mooncakes are what's on the menu. If you know a Taiwanese person, chances are you'll get gift boxes full of them around this time of year. And you're sure to see them all over the place when you go out, too. Just about every pastry shop has its own for sale. What exactly are these mysterious-sounding treats, though? And after so many years of giving and receiving gift boxes full of them, do Taiwanese people really appreciate mooncakes anymore? Taiwanese food blogger Sam knows all about these seasonal gifts, and he joins us today for a look at how the classic mooncake has been updated and even replaced in recent years. First, a word about the name mooncake. Since mooncakes are closely linked with the mid-autumn festival, and the festival in turn is closely linked with viewing the autumn moon, the name does sort of make sense to begin with. But if you live outside of Taiwan and have seen a mooncake before, you may still have found the name a bit puzzling. That's because when you hear the name mooncake, you're likely to envision a round, moon-like pastry. And the kind of mooncakes you're most likely to see abroad don't fit that description at all. This style of mooncake is called Cantonese style in Taiwan, though they're popular here too. Cantonese style mooncakes are beautiful creations, shaped like medallions. They're often stamped with elaborate molds. Patterns include Chinese characters and flowers. The dough is a thin but firm layer, a perfect golden brown. But again, the appearance of these cakes does not really suggest the moon. Enter the so-called Taiwanese-style mooncake. These are spherical and wrapped in light, flaky layers of thin pastry. The crumbly material and spherical design mean that there's no room for the fine decoration of the Cantonese variety. But one look at these treats, and you can understand why they're called mooncakes. The fillings of these two varieties tend to be different, too. In both cases, ground sweetened bean pastes make for popular fillings, whether made from white navy beans, mung beans, or red azuki beans. Other popular ingredients include salted duck egg yolk. 
But Sam says the Cantonese variety tends to add a bit more oil and use more finely ground pastes, leading to a firmer cake and a texture that's thicker overall. Cantonese cakes also have their own special fillings. Two well-known examples include ground lotus seeds and ground sugar dates mixed with ground white navy bean. To someone mostly used to Western desserts, one interesting thing about both kinds of mooncake is the fact that the people who make them are quite happy to mix sweet and savory flavors. We've noted duck eggs already, but we've mostly so far touched on the most common contemporary flavors. Traditional mooncakes might also include meat or savory mushrooms, and many traditional recipes called for the use of lard in the crust as well. People have been eating mooncakes like these for centuries, so it's easy to understand why some modern people, used to endless variety, have gotten a bit bored of them. In recent years, inventive flavors such as curry have entered the scene, spicing old recipes up. There are also new recipes that allow the cakes to ooze out cream when cut open as well as modern icy mooncakes, in quotes, aimed at kids. These have a soft, chewy exterior and a filling made of traditional ground bean mixed with artificial fruit flavoring. Some modern Cantonese-style mooncakes even use seafood sauce flavoring, a step too far in my opinion, but I'm only here to inquire, not to editorialize. Consumer consciousness and health consciousness are on the rise too, and both have affected mooncakes. A few years ago, a food safety scandal broke out around food oil, leading people to regard cakes containing oil and lard with a bit of suspicion. And even without food safety scares, there are legitimate health concerns, even about lard-free recipes. And these still hold, even though Cantonese cakes in particular are often much smaller than they used to be. One chart I found suggests that a single 185-gram Cantonese mooncake, a typical kind with two egg yolks and ground lotus seed paste, might contain 790 calories. It may also contain the equivalent of 19 sugar cubes and require 144 minutes of walking to work off. That's admittedly at the heavy end of the scale, but you get the picture. And even much less rich variants can still pack a calorific punch. At the bottom of the scale, on the chart I found, is a 64-gram Taiwanese-style taro-flavored cake. That still contains 245 calories, and the equivalent of two sugar cubes. For that one, you'll need 45 minutes of brisk walking to work off. Then there's Taiwan's diversity of religious beliefs to take into account. Traditionally in Taiwan, Buddhists were already avoiding recipes involving meat or lard, but now there's a growing population of Muslim migrant workers to take into account. Essentially, tastes are changing, and the makers of mooncakes have noticed. As we've already said, mooncakes are often given and received in gift box form. The Mid-Autumn Festival, the holiday that gave birth to the mooncake, also happens to be, along with the Lunar New Year, one of the two major holidays for exchanging gift boxes in Taiwan. To some, giving traditional boxes has become akin to giving fruitcakes at Christmas in the U.S. It's a social obligation, and not necessarily one that either the giver or receiver is expected to enjoy. 
检查一下里面有没有人放一些纸条啊，或放一些祝贺的卡片啊。如果没有的话，原封不动就会去转送给其他别人。There are even cases, Sam says, of people who get mooncake boxes simply re-gifting them to others, taking care first, of course, that there's no personal notes or cards attached. If you get that many boxes, not just from friends and family, but business associates too, it's kind of understandable. I usually just get one or two boxes per year, but even that can take a team of friends to finish up. No single person was ever meant to eat that many calorie-packed mooncakes. To make up for this, companies have invented a range of innovative boxes that don't necessarily involve mooncakes at all. 有人说说凤梨酥就够了，对我而言凤梨酥不算是月饼。I've received cookies and gelatin treats alongside a few token mooncakes, for instance. Increasingly common are other pastries that aren't much more healthy than mooncakes, but at least break up the monotony. For instance, there's Taiwan's ubiquitous pineapple cake, and even variations of this popular pastry, including flavors such as cranberry. Definitely not mooncakes, but for people with too many on their hands already, a well-appreciated splash of variety to receive. Sometimes you don't even need pastries of any kind at all. Like Zimbabwe, they have a Christmas mooncake, but there's no mooncakes involved in these. Instead, you'll find things like rolled-up wafers and waffle rolls, thin, light, and with a hollow center, perfect for people with small stomachs and a backlog of mooncakes to get through. Of course, in Starbucks' case, they're coffee-flavored. Like some coffee shops selling coffee-flavored mooncakes, it's become a holiday cake. Some people will also substitute wagashi or traditional Japanese sweets, something that's pretty popular in Taiwan. It's a practice now especially common among Taiwanese branches of Japanese corporations. These days, all kinds of gift boxes are readily available. Either through order online or even sometimes ready to buy right off the shelf, these changing tastes and customs don't really bother Sam for one. Despite all the variations we've mentioned today, the classic mooncake isn't going anywhere. When it comes to the mid-autumn festival, the associations are just too deep. But as Sam sees it, seasonal gift boxes are, after all, just a polite way of keeping in touch with a business acquaintance, saying hi to the neighbors, or just letting someone know that you're thinking of them. As in all gift giving, he says, it's really just the thought that counts. I'm Curious John, and I'll see you again next week. A collection of pink tables has been arranged on a hilltop in southern Taiwan. Off to one side, a group of women is preparing the foods that will be served at a banquet. A small stage has been erected too, and a woman gets up to speak. Now it looks like a typical countryside wedding in Taiwan, but when the woman says "masaru," the Paiwan tribe's word for hello, I can tell that there's an indigenous twist to today's celebration. And it turns out that there's no bride or groom either. The stars of the day are two newborn babies. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, I take you to a birthday party in a Paiwan tribe village. 贴紧台湾的羊耳朵 ，an ear to the ground.
The woman on stage is welcoming the guests to the one-month birthday, or Manyue, celebration for a pair of twins. These types of parties are pretty common in Taiwan, and they're steeped in tradition. But when the MC introduces the chief of the tribe, you can tell that it will be a little different from the celebrations held by people from Taiwan's majority culture, the Han Chinese. The chief is giving a speech to thank everyone for coming as guests continue to filter in and fill up the tables. They present gifts of hongbao, or red envelopes full of money, and take turns cooing at the babies. Now, they do serve up some typical foods that you'll find at any Manyue celebration in Taiwan. They've got shrimp and glutinous oily rice and plates of deep-fried foods, hard-boiled eggs dyed in red, that's an important one, and cold lobster platters. There are also speeches, a lot of alcohol is consumed, and there's a whole lot of karaoke singing. The celebration differs in many ways, too. There are people in modern variations of Paiwan dress, made of black cloth and fine red and gold embroidery. And the banquet also includes chinavu, which is a savory Paiwan specialty made of taro and pork and wrapped in leaves. And as you can hear, many of the speeches are in a mixture of Mandarin Chinese and the Paiwan language. Now, as I mentioned, the Paiwan word that's easy to identify is masalu, which means a bunch of different things. Not only hello, but also thank you, and, well, it's sort of like the Hawaiian word aloha in that respect. But perhaps most fascinating of all is there's this table set off to one side looking out over the village of Qijia far below. No one's sitting at that table, but there are watermelon seeds and cups of rice wine and a basket of betel nuts. And I'm told that this is the table that's reserved for the deceased ancestors. And clearly, they're welcome here, unlike at a Western or even mainstream Taiwanese celebration. As the celebration winds down, we're treated to one last song. This time, it's a traditional Paiwan song by an older woman. Her voice is timeless. This is the sound of a tradition that's been preserved and celebrated for centuries or even thousands of years. It's a voice that honors the ancestors and inspires pride in even the youngest of Paiwan today. It's the perfect accompaniment for the one-month birthday of two little Paiwan babies. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan.
Ellen, pull yourself together already. It's time to feast. Sit down at the table with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu on Feast Meets West. Hello, welcome to the feast. This is Ellen Chu, and this is Ellen's friend and assistant, <laughs> Andrew oh, Ryan. I think I feel that you know you had some replenishment in your soul and spirit. Really,、mm -hmm. what gave you the feeling? Because you know, usually just say hi. This is Andrew Ryan, and, and you know you have been creative two in a row.、Mm, two in a row. We're turning over a new leaf here at Feast Meets West.、Mm -hmm. Are we? Every moment is full of creativity. I see. Not just. Us、uh -huh. going through the motions. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> We're bringing our A game every episode. All right. And、I、sometimes, can feel it. yeah, I you know sometimes you just need a vacation. Uh huh. And I went to Penghu recently. Oh. And that helped clear my mind. You did. I'm clearing my mind by going to Green Island. When are you、days. going? Really? Can I come? Yeah, you can tag along. <laughs> can bunk with your kids? Is that what、mm -hmm. you're saying? That's fun.、Mm. That's super fun. I want to actually go to Shaolinocho. Go. I want to go. I want to make a little trip and maybe in October. Okay. I think everybody's just dying to get away. We're、I、all know, cramped it's up. It's so hard to book a you know plane ticket. Really.、Mm -hmm. Wow. Where are you、and、flying to? You're flying domestically, of course. Domestically to Taichung. To Taichung. And then taking a boat. Taking a boat to Green Island. I think the weekends are still really hard. Yeah, but you know we're leaving on a weekday. You're leaving on a weekday and you still can't get a ticket. Yeah. Wow.、Uh, I'm leaving on Thursday morning. When did you buy the tickets? How many days ago? Like two days ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago.、Mm -hmm. Because my friend, she was supposed to, you know, reserve the plane ticket,、mm -hmm. and she just forgot, and <laughs> then. At the end, <laughs> she got her boat ticket. She planned the whole trip. She got everything, and then she realized that、oh, I didn't book our plane ticket. You can always go by train, right? I mean, that is like the last option. So now my kids and my husband are leaving on Wednesday night,、mm -hmm. but I can't leave Wednesday night because I have the event. No,、oh. so I will be leaving Thursday morning. All on planes, yeah.、Mm -hmm. You managed to get tickets.、Mm -hmm. So where you, they're they're going to stay in Taichung City for the night before you go for the night, yes. Oh, and you're going on the fast boat to Green Island. Green Island. Have you been there? I went there earlier this year. Really? I went there this summer. Yeah. How was it? It was super fun. Really? Super I had, fun. I had never been there before. Okay, I've never been there either. That's so exciting.、Mm -hmm. You should get scooters and scoot around the island. Maybe hard with kids, but you、yeah. know. How about a car? Can you rent a car? Yeah, we're gonna rent a van because we have several little toddlers. Perfect.、Too. Uh huh. Perfect. You can go anywhere you want, do anything you want. There's a beautiful place called Nyoto Shan, the head of the cow, cow or the bull,、uh -huh. and you can climb up there and watch the sunset. So you check、oh, the sunset time and、okay. you can go up there. Yeah. Great. I think、super、we're doing、pretty. that first day. Oh, super pretty! Really? And then hot springs are nice. You go snorkeling. Okay. Yeah, I think it's it's a fun place. It's bigger than I expected. Oh. It's like it to drive all the way around the island takes about forty five minutes.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not close. It's like you can't walk around the island. No. No, it take you the whole day. Okay. Yeah. But you can circle around the island. 
With the vehicle? With a vehicle. It okay. takes about 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So it's not a tiny island. So it's we like... So circle and circle and circle. And then come home. Yay! Yeah. What a fun vacation. I know. <laughs> well, you know, my kid's never been and I've never been. So it should be very adventurous. I think you'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll do okay. some fun things. Send me pictures. Do you need to bring your own snorkeling gears? No. You can rent it there. Okay. Yeah. You can just find one of the snorkel shops and mm-hmm. they'll bring you down mm-hmm. uh, for a small fee. Go into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you can, um, I think if it's like Shariocho, you can go and swim with the uh, sea turtles. Oh. But don't touch them. Okay. That's illegal. No, it's illegal. It's super illegal. Well, tell the, you know, the sea turtle not to touch me. Well, I had to tell one not to touch me. I was swimming towards it to get a closer look and take Mm -hmm. a picture underwater with an underwater camera. Mm -hmm. And it like swam towards me and like came over me and I had to duck. Okay. I was like, oh no, oh no. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I it's don't illegal. Touch you. It's illegal. Because <laughs> okay. they're protected, right? Yes. So we had to be, we make sure we stay Good. clear of them. See, we still have these mini trips that we can replenish ourselves a little bit. That is true. Right? The little mini trips we can replenish ourselves with. Just like cocktail can replenish people. I think everybody needs a cocktail. What do you think, Ellen Chu? I really think, you know, people, all moms need a cocktail every night. Okay. <laughs> cocktail hour is 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Re- Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast cocktail, Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> That's more of a dinner cocktail. Well, actually, no, like tomato juice, right? Right. Yeah. So it's a breakfast. Breakfast cocktail. Celery. It's totally healthy. Totally healthy. Right. Can crack an egg. Crack an egg into it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, today we're going to serve up a cactus cocktail inspired by a recent trip I made to Penghu, which is another island in Taiwan. Mm. And one of the reasons why we're serving a cocktail is also to celebrate Vegetarian Awareness Month, which is beginning this month. All right. Which is this month, not beginning this month. Okay. And we are kicking off with a cocktail. That's right. Um, So shall we check out what's on our menu today? Let's do it. Let's do it. In our first course, we'll first make a stop in a place called Tiantang Lu, Road to Paradise. I thought that was the, you know, um, the navies, oh. Navy SEALs. They us- oh. usually do that Tiantang Lu. That's right. With rocks, you know, they have to like, hit their body, fall oh. on it. Oh, that's right. And they get all bloody right. when they're like crawling across it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. No, we're not going to be going there. Mm. A more beautiful one. And I'm going to bring you some sounds from that little walk. Ooh. In our second course, we're going to visit a little prickly pear stand in the mm-hmm. Penghu village of Erkhan to learn about some more uses of prickly pear juice. Now, prickly pears, those, of course, come from cactuses. Uh-huh. So we're going to tell you about a cocktail that I learned how to make there. Okay. And third and final course, we'll be mixing up a special cactus cocktail. Right here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll be drinking it, too. Yes, we deserve a break today. Mm-hmm. But first up, a little song. Okay. This is called Shiren Zhang, or Cactus. Mm-hmm. You know, Penghu is covered in cactuses. So many yeah. cactuses. Uh, and this is by Tiao Lian Yue Dui. You ready for it? band. Yes. All right, let's hit it. Yang 
走在这里，才越来越感觉到坚强茁壮。这个世界不会重来，白天黑夜不停的来，我的爱情一直存在，无法。First course. The road to paradise, Ellen Chu. The road to paradise. The road to paradise. So you're gonna show me some sounds. That's right. I'm going to let you hear some sounds. Have a、okay. listen to this sound. What does that sound like? Walking on the sand with all the seashells. Yeah, so this is actually a coral beach. Oh. So that's the sound of coral, like、uh-huh. white sun-bleached coral,、mm. uh, which is just covering the beaches. The beaches are beautiful. And you can hear the wind. That's right, the wind and the microphone. It's a、uh-huh. beautiful day,、um, and I was heading towards this village called Erkhan,、mm-hmm. and to get there you have to drive from the main city of Magong. And they have basically they've linked three or four islands together by this highway and、mm-hmm. this huge bridge that connects all of them.、Mm. So it's just the four main islands of Penghu,、mm-hmm. and you have to go from Magong, the main city, all the way around in a big circle to the other, the farthest reaches of、mm-hmm. the islands, to get to Erkan, which is this historic village.、Mm-hmm. And in that city of Erkan, or the little town of Erkan,、mm-hmm. they have like old houses that have been preserved. And they have a stand where they sell cactus juice. Oh! And seven years ago, I went there to do a TV show,、mm-hmm. and I met this woman there who is so lovely. Miss Chen is what we call、mm-hmm. her, Chen Nichun. And we actually, do you remember? I made、um, these、uh, Taiwanese macaron called Niuli. Yes, yes, I remember. With the cactus jam in the middle、mm-hmm. of it. Well, I went back to visit her again、okay. and to have some more of the cactus. But on the way there, we decided to stop at the place where I just let you hear Paradise Road to Paradise.、Mm. And what it is is it's on one of the just off the road on one of the、uh, little islands. You go to the coast, and there's a big coral beach,、mm. and then they've got this pier. And the pier basically it's a concrete pier, and it curves、mm. into the ocean like, and it's like kind of a curved pier,、mm. like a curvy line. And when you stand on it, it looks like you're standing at the end of the world. Wow! The pictures are just incredible.、Wow. It's hard to describe, but maybe I can show you a picture, Ellen Chu, and you can help me describe it. Wow! Nice. But if you're standing at the very end, it just looks like it drops off, and、okay. there's nothing behind you. You're like you,、cool. it, the road just goes off into the distance and it ends. Oh wow! I wonder what if that happened. Oh my goodness! You'd fall into the ocean, Ellen Chu. <laughs> 
Then we won't have Andrew back. You wouldn't have Andrew. Oh, no. We would have Tiantan Jalu. Okay. So it's the road that leads you to heaven. The road that leads you to heaven, to uh -huh. paradise. I want to play another song that I recorded for you, Ellen Chu. Oh, I thought you were going to play, you know, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> Tears in Heaven? Yeah. That's a really sad twist I for know. our show, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Have a listen to this. Okay. So by listening to that sound, what do you think you can hear in that sound? Well, I heard a mosquito. A mosquito. <laughs> it's a night. That's right. How right? do you know it's night? It has the kind of like the cricket and uh -huh. bugs. Bugs in the background. Yeah. And the sound of the ocean right. breaking on the shoreline. Mm -hmm. This was probably the most relaxing sound I heard mm -hmm. during my whole time there. Because it was almost completely silent aside from the insects mm -hmm. in the ocean. And you got the feeling that it was time for bed. Right. I love that. It's kind of like, you know, after yoga, you're just laying there. And this is the sound you get. To relax. Mm -hmm. What is the pose when you're, is the child's pose? It's the, it's just lying there like a da zi. Like a, with your arms and legs spread out right. akimbo. Uh -huh. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I always fall asleep too. I do too. Yeah. I think it's the exhaustion of all the different asanas, um, yes. you know, yes. in yoga. Yes. <laughs> all the poses. <laughs> so at any rate, I thought I would just bring you a little uh, audio journey to Penghu. Mm -hmm. When we come back in our second course, we're going to be talking to Miss Chen and she's going to tell us how to make this cactus cocktail. All right. And some other fun and surprising uses mm -hmm. for cactus or prickly pear concentrate. Okay. Here's a song. It is connected to our topic, and this is called Cactus by Can Lines. Mm -hmm. listening to Feast Meets West. Second course. We're back now on the second course of today's Feast Meets West. And today I want to bring you to a little shop selling cactus, or specifically prickly pear juice. Now it's run by a woman called Chen Li Jun. I met her about five or six years ago when I went there on a TV shoot. This time, I'm just there for fun. 
Now, we're excited to see one another for the first time in many years, and immediately she presses a bottle of deep magenta prickly pear juice concentrate into my hands. She tells me that you can mix it with whiskey. She doesn't know how to mix it herself. It's a suggestion from a customer who swears by it, and she suggests that I give it a shot. Then she pulls out a jar of prickly pear jam and tells me that you can add it to fried rice. She makes it herself. You need one large bowl of cooked rice, you stir-fry a scrambled egg, and then turn off the heat, and then you add some pork floss and the bowl of cooked rice, and then two tablespoons of prickly pear jam and mix it together. You don't stir-fry it because the heat is already off. You add a little bit of salt, and you have to mix it up while it's warm. When it cools, she says, the grains will separate a little bit like sushi rice. And it's delicious cold, too, she says. You can also add some seafood or shredded pork. She tells me it's even more delicious than making fried rice with tomato sauce, which often overpowers all the other flavors. Prickly pear is smoother, and it gives the rice a reddish color. In fact, she shows me how she puts her rice into a heart-shaped mold before turning it over onto a plate creating a red heart. If you spread the jam on toast or bread, she suggests slicing some apple on top of it. It's delicious with cheese as well, or mango, peaches. It goes well with pretty much everything. Kiwi fruit is okay, she says, but don't add bananas. They don't go together too well. Moments later, she hands me a cup of prickly pear and pineapple juice, and it's delicious and a wonderful mixture of sweet and tart. But her creation that she's most excited about is a cocktail that she says has been selling very well. She begins with a can of beer. You need to use classic Taiwan beer, she says. It has a nice, strong, hoppy flavor, better than Heineken, which she says is too light. She uses a 500-milliliter cup, which she fills about a third full of ice. Add the beer until the cup is about 80% full, and then she fills it to the top with prickly pear concentrate, turning the whole drink a magenta color. Other people's juice is too weak, she says. You have to use hers. Then she squeezes a quarter of a lemon and drops the wedge into the cup. Then she covers the drink with a lid, shakes it up, and pokes a straw into the top. Then she hands it to me to sample. And the verdict? It's delicious. I ask her if she's given it a name yet. The lover in your dreams. And the other cup in my hands? is like pineapple. In the middle of the pineapple, spark the love. <laughs> the sparks of love. Let the sparks fly. That's two drinks right there that we can have. I try putting both the straws in my mouth and drinking both the drinks at the same time, and the result? <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there you have it, a fresh cactus cocktail from the outlying Taiwanese islands of Penghu. In just a moment, when the feast continues in our third course, I'm going to try my hand at mixing one of these cocktails for Ellen Chu. But first, here's a song by Li Wei Han called Xirinja, or Cactus. Much more to come when the feast continues.
。我原本以为我们的爱情就像仙人掌，只需要一点点水和充足的阳光。已习惯你的爱像空气般平常，完全没发现你的仙人掌已变了样。天塌下来，还有我替你扛。一段感情，你却舍得说放就放。还记得生日，一人一颗仙人掌。现在已经枯萎，不复原样。受伤的仙人掌不需要阳光，受伤的我想你想到发慌，明白爱有舍就有放，所以让你自由去飞翔。受伤的仙人掌。不需要阳光，受伤的你要好好疗伤，明白爱不能建筑于习惯上，所以让我离开，有你的地方。原本以为爱情就像仙人。可是你的仙人掌已变了样。Okay. Yeah, let's have some cocktail. Okay, I'm just、uh, cutting lemons in the studio here. Okay, we have a bartender. That's right. Wow. And we are going to start off with putting some ice into、okay. some、uh, some glasses. So, is there any trick to it? Well, the main trick is you have to have the cactus concentrate, which is not、okay. easy to get unless you're in Penghu. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful dark. Red, ruby red, ruby red, like a berry color.、Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start off with a 500 milliliter glass.、Mm-hmm. I'm improvising a little bit here, and then、okay. what you need is you need、uh, Taiwan beer.、Mm-hmm. So you and she's like, you have to use the Taiwan beer、um, because it's strong enough. So some are not quite strong enough. Okay, so Taiwan beer. Ooh! Can you hear that? Yeah. And then you fill up the glass about eighty percent of the way,、mm-hmm. so not the whole way. And then you take some concentrate,、mm-hmm. and you fill it up to the top. Wow. Okay. That's a beautiful red color. And then you、I、take、know. some lemon, and she suggests putting a lot of lemon in there. So I'm gonna put like about a quarter of a big fat lemon in each、yes. of these. Actually, cactus juice itself, when you add a lot of lemon, it tastes good. You kind of have to add a sour flavor because it's,、right. it's pretty sweet. Uh huh. It doesn't have a very strong flavor. 
So I'm just going to mix these up. Mm-hmm. He's using his knife. Don't tell them that, Ellen Chu. You're making <laughs> me sound unprofessional. <laughs> I'm just trying to let our listener understand, you know, how much improvising you need to do. How resourceful he is, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. Exactly. All right, you ready for this? Yes. So go ahead and have a little sip there, Ellen Chu. Mmm. It has different layers to it. It has a beer, mm. and it has the sweet and the sour of the lemon all kicking in. You know, it's interesting. I haven't had a whole lot of beer cocktails, but mm -hmm. I will say that she's absolutely right with this cocktail. Having the Taiwan beer, which has a very nice kind of rounded um, weedy flavor to mm -hmm. it, adding that wheat flavor that... Um, kind of, uh, it's not really hoppy, it's more weedy flavor. Yeah. To the cocktail, gives it a more full-bodied flavor. Otherwise, it's just sweet and sour. A rounded flavor. Mm, it hits those middle notes. Right. On the tongue. <laughs> those alto slash baritone notes. This is like very refreshing when it's very hot, mm -hmm. right? So on a hot summer day, mm -hmm. it would be a refreshing drink on the beach. Can you imagine just sitting there? Maybe we, Do we need the sounds of the waves again? Okay, let's do it. Let me put the waves okay. in there again, and then we can um, see if it like really adds to the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. All right. Mood sounds. And then take a sip of the cocktail. <sighs> Stress-free. Stress-free. Hopefully you can feel some of that yes. relaxation coming through your ears. Or you can just, you know, grab a beer and drink with us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, if you have any kind of berry juice in your fridge, I'm sure it would be very similar. Like right, if you had, like, right. I think it's very good. It's raspberry juice, yes. strawberry. It's good. This drink is good. It needs it. Do you think cactus cocktail works or do we need another name? Um, Pung Hu Pear. Prickly, prickly pear. <laughs> prickly pear is a good good name for it, you know. Pr prickly pear uh -huh. passion. Right. Ooh. Ooh. But you need something that's relaxing, that kind of imparts the feeling of relaxation in the ocean, the beach. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, relaxation. Let's see. Last week we were talking about forks. This week we're talking about beaches. I know. <laughs> Last week we were the forky and then beaches. You know, there's all like, you know, tinted underlying meaning to these things. Such a beach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll have a think on that. If you have any suggestions, you can also leave us a comment. <sighs> I love that exhale. Yes. Very good. Um, yeah. Well, how about uh, we give everybody our addresses in case they want to write to us and tell us their favorite <laughs> names for the cocktail. Just in case, okay? Just in case. P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. And just in case you want to email, <laughs> A-N-D-R-O-O at rti.org.tw. Just in case. Right. You never and know. And next week, we'll stay in Penghu for a vegan bird nest of the sea. That's Woo. right. Remember we had a um, vegan bird's nest uh, last year? Right. Right? And we had, it was made from fungus. Uh-huh. Well, a little hint. This one's going to be made from something that comes out of the ocean. Sea cucumber? Not sea cucumber. That's like my worst nightmare. Really? I love it. <laughs> um, well, next time I'll serve it to you, but okay. not, not next week. All right. All right, one final song today. And it's by 
Benjamin Biolet. Biolet. It is en français, and it's called Cactus Concerto. Wow. And this is Ellen Chu. And this is Andrew Ryan. Bye. We'll see you next week. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Namo
The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> 